here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Hello and welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold and as always I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, I somehow feel good after going to Vegas for five days. I'm ready to get into this NBA slate. I'm ready to get into some NBA betting and some Sweet 16 stuff. How you doing today, bud? Doing great, man. Uh, Glad to see you made it back okay. Hopefully you came back profitable. It sounds like you did. So it was a good, successful weekend in Vegas. Wish I was out there as well, man. It looked like it was lit. Um, But yeah, man, I I did all right with college betting. Uh, I wind up, my bracket's completely screwed. So I I just threw that that to the corner, threw that by the wayside. Um, But live betting was actually pretty profitable. So I I know you have a couple stories about how uh, you lucked out as well. Yeah, Vegas was uh, quite a time. I was there from Wednesday to Sunday, which is way too long to be in Vegas, but somehow made it through. It's bold. It's bold. (laughs) Uh, Somehow still don't have COVID, despite the fact that everyone was coughing everywhere and no one had masks on. So that's also good. Uh, Knock on wood for that. I am also going to Scottsdale for a bachelor party on Thursday. So no time to to sit and sleep. Uh, Keep partying the entire month of March. That's great. Uh, yeah, so betting in Vegas was great. Uh, my bracket also torched. I looked on Friday afternoon, and I was in DFL in my in my bracket. Not close, so that's good. <laughs> but, again, the live betting was really awesome, I, uh, and I have a good story about BetMGM. Uh, I placed a live bet on Kansas versus Creighton. Uh, somehow, so it was early on in the game. Game was, like, about tied. Kansas was a... 12 and a half point favorite by the time it closed and BetMGM in the first half offered a Kansas plus eight and a half minus 136. So what did I do with this? I bet, (laughs) I bet the max that I was allowed to on my account, which was quite a bit of money. And I took a screenshot of it before it finished because I knew that it was a bad line. I knew someone was going to try and fuck me. So I did that. Anyways, game goes on. Kansas loses by seven. I already have the number for BetMGM loaded up on my phone. I know that they're going to flip it. up, ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. So it, I, if Kansas covers by nine, I don't have to worry about it if they flip it to minus eight and a half, which is what the number is supposed to be, so I didn't bother. Game ends. They win by seven. Loaded up. Ready to go. So I call BetMGM. Somehow someone answers it like that, like a real person. <laughs> and what I'm time like, of night is this? No, this isn't like... <laughs> 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's midday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was on uh, Saturday, I think. Uh, so, anyways, I, I get someone at the Mirage. I don't know how that was possible. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I ha- I bet plus eight and a half. And now it says minus eight and a half. I have a screenshot of it. And the guy goes, here's my email. Email it to me. I email it to me. He goes, oh, yeah, we'll pay this out. So, here you go. I'll look in your account in 30 minutes. They pay out the entire thing. And they shoot me a free bonus code promo uh, just for, like, because they messed up. Uh, I thought it was the best interaction I've ever had with a bookmaker or a bookie in my life. So free plug for BetMGM. Way to go, guys. Thank you for paying me out and uh, appreciate the customer service. Yeah, when I, last time I was in Vegas with you, um, I had a parlay that they that they misprinted at, like, plus 600 when it was actually supposed to be plus 135. 
And I hit the parlay. They only gave it to me for plus 135, though. I'm like, yo, but I got this sheet right here that says plus 600. They wouldn't honor it. So at least you got at least you got something out of it. But I was pretty pissed. I was like, damn, man. That, I, I knew it was too good to be true, but I figured they were like, oh, well, it's an error. So, yeah, we can't we can't we can't honor that. Sorry. It's like, damn, I guess I need to take my ass to bet MGM. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, they, they were great. As long as you take a screenshot of their error and yeah. email it to them. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't take the screenshot. Oh, you like, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So the lesson is if you see a bad line and you know it, take a picture. At least yeah. you have proof. Uh, all right. Before we get into Wednesday NBA and Sweet 16 bets, there is a 7-6 live on the Champions Round app right now for the Sweet 16. Go play that now. It locks Thursday at 3.59 p.m. right before tip-off of the Gonzaga game. Uh, that goes through Friday. It's a fun little contest. We'll have more of these going on, and we're also going to be debuting some new uh, content and products in the coming weeks. We have Big Board Showdown, which is our NFL draft product. Snake Draft, uh, that'll be coming out in about a week, week and a half. And then we're debuting some other games. We're talking behind the scenes. Maybe some real money game in here at uh, Champions Round. Dan, I know that you know a little bit about it, but we'll talk about it more. There could be some live shows coming, some morning live shows that'll be awesome. Uh, so lots of th- fun things at uh, Champions Round coming down the pipeline, including bets for Wednesday, which is why we're here. Uh, all right, so NBA, I always defer to you. You know what the hell you're talking about. I will end up moonlighting as an NBA gambler come <laughs> May uh, when the NFL draft is over. And yeah. basically, until then, I will be looking for Dan's bets and trying to figure out what the hell I'm supposed to bet. I have done a little bit of work on player props, uh, but in terms of teams, I have no idea what the hell's going on. So that's why I got you. You're going to tell me exactly what I'm supposed to be betting. <laughs> For the Wednesday meeting slate. So we have 11 games tomorrow. Uh, first one up on the board, I see, is Hawks Pistons. Pistons currently plus five and a half at home. Total sitting at 224 and a half. Uh, what's going on with these two teams? And is there any money to be made on this game? Yeah, this is an interesting game because the Detroit Pistons have actually been. You, most people would probably think they'd be tanking at this stage, but they've actually been one of the more profitable teams post all-star break. Um, they actually were favored for the first time in 37 games or something like that in their last matchup. They wound up losing that game, got got trounced actually. But I think that this is back into their position of where they're valuable and that's being an underdog here. So their lanes, uh, I think they're minus, uh, they're plus six and a half point dogs right now to the Atlanta Hawks who are coming off of a, I mean, Trey Young just dropped 45 points career high in, in Madison Square Garden at time of recording this. So um, the, the Hawks are going to be on a back-to-back set. They're going to be traveling again from New York to Detroit. So I think that there actually could be some value here on the way that the uh, Detroit Pistons have been playing, um, taking them, uh, taking their points here. Let me see. It's at five. Um, I actually might lean towards the first quarter on this one only because, you know, maybe you could take advantage of the Atlanta Hawks having some tired legs. I mean, it didn't look like Trey Young was exerting that much energy, but 45 points still takes some kind of effort, right? So um, even though the Knicks are trash, I think that there still might be an opportunity to play the Detroit Pistons here. Um, but I'll, I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm going to make that a best bet yet, but I'm certainly looking at that. I want to get on that now before that line moves any, any more for perhaps any injury news because last game Jeremy Grant missed the game. I'm expecting him to play this one, so he'll certainly be a factor if uh, Detroit is going to uh, be competitive in this game. 
Detroit open plus six in this game, plus five and a half at BetMGM right now. And also, according to the Action Network, 99% of the money is on the Pistons in this game already, albeit it's only 592 bets that have been tracked. But probably <laughs> a a good indication of where this money is going to go, uh, given that Atlanta played tonight and that Detroit is expecting Grant back. So uh, if you like that plus five and a half, maybe a good time to do it. Any interest in the plus 180 on the money line here? Um, I know really because the Atlanta Hawks right now are in a really, they just got to 500 and I don't think that they're going to want to look back right now. Um, currently looking into the standings, they are Hawks are 10th place. So they're in the playing spot right now, but they're, they could be anywhere between set, uh, probably between eight and 10. It's probably where they're going to end up in terms of losses right now. They're right there. The Nets have 34, the Hornets have 35, and they have 36. So they're going to be in the playing tournament, but I think that they're going to probably want to play in that 9-10 slot. I don't think anyone wants to play the Toronto or the Toronto Raptors or the Miami Heat or Miami Heat, the, the Brooklyn Nets in the playing tournament. So Got it. Um, that's just something interesting kind of factor here because now you essentially have 10 spots for the playoffs. So a little bit more to play for. All right, next game on the board. Speaking of the, the Charlotte Hornets, they're six and a half point favorites at home versus the Knicks. Totals 226 and a half. Uh, what do we got on this game? Yeah, so the Charlotte Hornets have actually played really well since signing Isaiah Thomas. I don't know if there's any correlation there, but I think they've been eight and two since he's signed with their with their team. And they're, as I said, similar situation with the Atlanta Hawks. They really don't want to. Uh, lose out of that play-in opportunity. So I think that those continue to put the foot on the gas here. The Knicks are absolutely awful. They're coming off of a back-to-back set. They got to travel to Charlotte from the Garden. Uh, I think this is another good spot where you can grab the Charlotte Hornets. Another one that I'd probably play first half, first quarter or first half, uh, just to capitalize on some tired legs. But Julius Randle did not play tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. So there's a chance that he he suits up here, which would certainly be helpful for the New York Knicks. But I think the Charlotte Hornets are playing too well for you to to doubt them. So this is another one that it's not going to be a best bet, but I'm certainly going to have some action in on. All right. We interrupt this program to have Jason's frozen screen. Give it about two minutes and he will return. (laughs) Oh, we got two of them. I'm back. Back. We're back. We're back. I don't know what happened there. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) Sacramento Kings. At the Indiana Pacers, Kings are plus five and a half totals, 235 and a half. Yeah, this one's probably going to be a stay away for me. The Kings are without Demonis Sabonis for the next five games. It looks like he, he he bruised his knee and it looks like not any significant damage, but he's not going to be playing. That's a that's a huge downgrade for the Sacramento Kings. De'Aaron Fox also did not play last game. This could be a signaling of the tank mode for the Kings. They don't really have much to play for right now. Um so at this point, I'm going to fade it because I don't I don't really know what I'm going to get out of the Pacers, another team that's uh, not in playoff contention right now. So yeah, I'm probably not going to lay the points here. I'll I'll just uh, stay away from this and probably play some player props. Can we do the player props on 
Halliburton in a revenge game against the Kings? Because that Ab- sounds fun absolutely, to me. absolutely. Um, and uh, and this is going to be contingent on whether Malcolm Brogdon plays. If Brogdon's out, I love Halliburton points and assists. If Brogdon is in the lineup, I like his assists a lot. So um, there's definitely certain angles, plenty of angles that you could play um, for Tyrese Halliburton. And I'd also argue Buddy Hield was was mistreated pretty well in uh, in Sacramento as well. So I could see a little revenge narrative in him as well. Revenge props are the best props. I can't oh, wait. I love oh. it. I love it. Uh, all right, next game on the board. Utah, plus five and a half at the Celtics. Uh, totals 220 and a half. Celtics are on a fucking tear. They might be the best team in the East at this point, or at least the hottest team for sure. Uh, five and a half at home. I guess the Jazz seems a little bit steep, but do you really want to get in front of the uh, Celtics train right now? I don't. Their defense is spectacular, and, you know, if there's one person, a couple people that could check Rudy Gobert in the paint there as a rim protector, it's going to be Al Horford and Robert Williams. Robert Williams missed last game with rest. I think he's going to go for this one. This is potentially um, – I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that Utah is actually going to win the championship or get to the finals here, um, especially with all the turmoil they have going on behind closed doors with D- uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and whatnot. But um, – Mike uh, Mike Conley's been missing a couple the last couple of games, so they're going to be a little bit shorthanded. I like the Boston Celtics here. Five five and a half seems like a good number. Um, similarly, I, I think that they could also get out to a good start. Um, their offense has sputtered a little bit in the half court, but I think Jason Tatum's locked in. This squad is just really good, and I think they are the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. So with all the momentum signaling Boston, I, I'll lay the points with five and a half with them. Is it worth putting in futures bets? or looking at them on the Celtics right now, do you think that they have a chance to like make the finals? I would say for Eastern conference finals, hundred percent for finals. Sure. Because I think that the East is wide open right now. You figure depending on the draw that Brooklyn gets, you know, whether they go in there as the, you know, the, the, the eighth seed or whatever upset, maybe the top team, which could be the heat, you know, they could have a nice little path to the, to the championship here. I mean, going through the Sixers, going through the Raptors, potentially maybe the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is a team that I think is falling the wrong direction. I think this is wide open. And for their defense and the superstars that they have on their team, they have some playoff pedigree. I certainly think that they can certainly think that they can make a run for it. Nice. All right. Uh, Nets minus two and a half at the Memphis Grizzlies. This game is wildly intriguing. Uh, over yes. under 235 and a half. Kyrie going to be a go for this game. Games in Memphis. They don't care about your vaccine status there. So good to go. Uh Lean, I guess that I like the Nets here a little bit as a short road favorite. Memphis, are they still kind of grinding it out or have they fallen off past the All-Star break? No, they're still grinding it out. I mean, they're in the two seed right now in the Western Conference. They're, I think that they're in a better position than the Warriors right now with Steph Curry on the mend. I mean, we just saw the Warriors lose to the Orlando Magic. That's a new low. Um, so, you know, I think the Memphis Grizzlies are good. The only problem is with this game, I think John Moran is going to be sitting. So. The fact that he's out, give me the give me the Nets right here at two two and a half points. I wouldn't be surprised if this continues to move a little bit, especially with Kyrie in the building. Yeah, we know that the the Nets play a lot better on the road than they do at home. So most of their wins have been on the road this year. So yeah, I think that they're going to get up for this game. Kevin Durant is playing outside of his mind right now. He's just dropping buckets on whoever, calling everybody tiny. Wouldn't be surprised if he went for another thirty piece to uh, uh, tomorrow night. So yeah, give me uh, give me the Nets here, and uh, I'd also take some Kevin Durant overs. That seems like a, I mean, this line seems a little fishy to me then. So Jaw might be out. The Nets are going to have Kyrie. Kevin Durant's cooking. And they're only two and a half point favorites. Am I missing something here? 
Uh, the Memphis defense is really good. You know, they're, they're top five in defense. Um, as I said, you know, they're the second team in the Western Conference. They've they've certainly been great, but you're right. It is a little fishy that this line hasn't moved more uh, with news such so significant as that. Uh, looking on Action Network right now, 93% of the money on 1,000 bets is coming out on the net. So this the line opened plus three and a half. It's down to, it's already two minus two. So move five and a half points already. Uh, we should go and bet on the Nets right after this because this line is going to end up being like five tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. Next game on the board: Warriors plus six and a half at the Miami Heat. Totals two fourteen and a half. Warriors seemingly not in a good place. Miami, the number number one seed in the Eastern Conference, um, still interesting. I mean, the Warriors—they always got stuff that can always keep this close, but seems like Miami uh, might have the upper hand here. Yeah, with Steph out. I don't have much confidence in this Warriors offense. Like they're solely reliant now on Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole's been doing great, you know, dropped 20 plus in like five straight. Clay's still trying to find his rhythm, and Draymond Green's still working his way back into playing shape. But going up against the Miami Heat, I'm curious about the injury report on this one. I think this is a great opportunity for, you know, maybe Kyle Lowry or Jimmy Butler and or both to get some rest. They've already clinched the playoff berth. They're the only team in the Eastern Conference to do that yet. So, um, this one I'm gonna stay away for now until I get more information of who's actually gonna be playing in the game. If assuming that all of the, the the Miami Heat are healthy and playing six and a half points against this Warriors team, I'm confident in that. I, I would lay the points with them. All right, maybe the best game of the night somehow. The uh, Phoenix Suns minus one and a half at the Minnesota Timberwolves, as they call themselves now. Uh, T Wolves are really hot. Suns are the best team in the West. Uh, tight line, one and a half total, two thirty four and a half. That uh, total seems a little bit high to me on first uh, glance. Well, the Timberwolves defense has been great post All Star break. You know they've turned into a top five defense, and uh, it's really, I mean, credit to Anthony Edwards and uh, and Carl Anthony Towns just really anchoring that defense. But I'm gonna go with, I mean, I think that the Phoenix Suns are the the one and a half point favorites, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Timberwolves here, but I might wait to place this because I think I don't know that this is going to move to the to the Timberwolves favor. I think a lot of people are still drinking a lot of Kool-Aid on Devin Booker and and how good this Phoenix Suns team is. But I think that the Timberwolves are the dark horse to come out of the Western Conference. I think that they're going to win at least one series um, depends on the draw in the second in the second round. But I think that this team has really turned the corner. They're a legit two way team offense, defense. They get their role players involved. And um, the Phoenix Suns haven't really played that well against top teams with a better 500 record without Chris Paul. Chris Paul is supposed to be returned to the lineup sometime soon, which is good news for them. Once he gets back, I think the Phoenix is going to be probably the hardest team to beat, um, being that they have such a substantial lead in in terms of the standings and just the way that they played all season consistently. Um, But I like the Minnesota Timberwolves here, man. They've just been rolling. Uh, I think think that they've just – they put together – they have enough people on the wing to, to kind of keep Devin Booker somewhat at bay. Um, and then you're going to see Carl Anthony Towns and DeAndre Ayton go at it. And I, I'm going to give the edge to the cat there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think it's interesting to note that Suns open plus one and a half. Now it's minus one and a half uh, on 706 bets. 99% of the money is coming in on the Suns. So if you like the Timberwolves, like you said, wait, yeah. wait, you're going to see a bigger number than the currently at uh, plus one and a half at BetMGM. All right, four more games on the board. This one we can go through quickly. Orlando, Oklahoma City. Orlando, <laughs> two, 
Hard pass. <laughs> Orlando's two and a half point favorites on the road against OKC, total 219 and a half. Uh, I feel like just on principle, I have to bet OKC plus two and a half as home dogs because both these teams stink and we'll just take home field or uh, home court advantage here as a dog. Yeah, if I'm going to bet it after what Orlando just did to the Warriors, even though they're on the back, the second leg of a bat to back, I wouldn't be surprised if Orlando won this game or um, OKC is without Shea Gilgis Alexander, it looks like. And uh, they're playing with just a bunch of backup players. So um, Trey Mann, I believe, went off for like 30 points. You're like, who is that? I, I said the same thing, too. If I didn't play fantasy basketball, I'd have no idea who practically anyone on or, or OKC is uh, who's on OKC. So, yeah, this one's a stay away from me. Pretty boring game. I probably bet the under just because I don't trust either of these two teams to uh, drop a lot of buckets. I will say after watching Chet Holmgren play for Gonzaga, I really want to see him on OKC. I think him and Giddy and SGA would be a really, really fun team. Dude, I think uh, Chet's going to be – I think he's going to be just fine in the league, man. Like, you know, everyone was hating on Kevin Durant when he was super slim coming into the league, and I don't know that he's going to get that similar build. Like, I think Chet is what he is, but, like, he's still a strong player, great defensively. He's got handles. He can pull up. He has all the tools to be a good basketball player. So, you know, put a little weight on him. You know, add 20 pounds. Anyone could do that for how young he is. Like, he'll be straight. But I think he would be really exciting with someone like SGA to get, like, a stretch four, stretch, a stretch five. Stretch five big like that. Yeah, him, like SGA, Giddy, and Holmgren seems like that's a fun nucleus to build around. And yeah. I agree. Chet's like a, a try-hard guy. He's moving without the ball, tries really hard on defense. He gets physical even though he weighs 170 pounds. Yeah. Uh, that's As a 19-year-old, that's what you want to see. I don't care if yeah. you're a five-star. If you try hard on both sides of the court and you're moving without the ball, trying to help your teammates, it says a lot about you as a prospect. So I, I'm pretty in on uh, Chet. Yeah, I think he's – I mean, he's, he's going to be in the conversation for uh, top pick. I think that they're going to wind up – whoever the number one pick goes to, I think they're going to end up with uh, a, a Banchero or somebody like that's a little bit more NBA size ready. But um, if Chet falls, man, that could be a lot of value for, for whoever scoops him. I – the other guy that I love, and it's based on like two plays I saw in the tournament. Jason but, Ivey? He, dude, Ivey is sick. He's so sick. He gave me like heavy – Heavy John Moran vibes, dude. Uh, I was on him, and Keegan Murray was really quiet in the in the uh, opening match. I really yeah. wanted. To, I mean, I had Iowa going really far, um, as as we all did. Fucking yeah. stupid. Who who bets on Iowa? What was I thinking? We, we can circle back once we get to college basketball on that. But either way, um, that dude is that dude is a really good really good basketball player too. But yeah, what we've seen from Jason Ivy, man, he looks legit. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's putting he's raised his stock a little bit in this tournament here. Yeah, I was uh, I was reading a couple of mock drafts over the weekend, and seems like he's like a, a number one pick, number two pick. Uh, but he jumps off the screen like absolutely crazy. So he's one of those guys you're just watching the game, be like, oh, I test that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, three more games on the board. Rockets plus nine and a half at Dallas. Two twenty six and a half is the total here. I have no idea what the hell is going on with either of these teams. I saw <laughs> Lucas Lucas getting mad at Pat Bev and then just draining 35 footers in his face. But other than that, I don't really know what's going on with either of these teams. Yeah, Mavs are in a good spot right now. They're sitting in the five seed, but they're only one game back out of the uh, the Utah Jazz. So if the Jazz lose here, they get into the four. Um, I think that there's this these two teams, they're probably going to be – I mean, they're probably going to meet in the first round uh, as a four or five matchup here. So – um, I think Dallas actually has a really good shot. Ever since Chris Tapsport Zingas got traded, 
Uh, it's unlocked Luka Doncic. He's been on a scoring tear lately. He's actually in, comp- in, in contention for the scoring title with LeBron, which is kind of crazy um, considering how slow he started. But, I mean, it's Luka. He always comes He always comes back in the early earlier part of the season, like out of shape. Yeah, yeah. He's a young dude. Like, he's, he's just living his life. So now that he's back in the game, game shape and he's gotten his groove, I think they're, they're going to be good. Um, on the other side, you got Houston, who's pretty much playing for a draft pick right now. Christian Wood's been playing really well. I would probably look into a uh, player prop for him, probably his points or potentially his rebounds because the front court for Dallas isn't, isn't that strong. It's like Dwight Powell and Dwight Powell. Um, so yeah, I think he'll probably have a good game. And, and Christian Wood's also coming off a huge 30 point performance where he dropped like eight threes. So he's definitely grooving right now. So um, that's probably the angle I would look at plus nine. I don't know that I want to get behind that, especially considering how good um, the Mavericks have been um at home are they on are they at home let me see they're at home right they're at home yeah 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 yeah. they're they're really good at home so yeah i'd probably stay away on the houston side there i don't know if i want to lay the points with them all right uh this is a game between our two squads 76ers at the lakers lakers plus seven and a half coming off of a win where lebron tried to end kevin love's life uh yeah tried to and maybe he did I uh, saw a nice little tackle on the sidelines from Caleb after the game, though. So he's still too old game. to be doing that, man. Get him in headlocks. LeBron's definitely going to have to do a little bit of massage therapy after that one. For sure. Totals uh, 228 and a half. Lakers stink. They're so bad. Yeah, but they got to win on the road. LeBron's scoring 80 points a game. He's going to try and pass Kareem this year. Uh, he's going to. I don't know. I don't know. What's going with the Sixers? Is Harden and Embiid healthy right now? Uh, healthy-ish. I don't know. Joel, he sat last game, but Doc Rivers already indicated that they're going to be resting starters down the stretch here. I don't think anyone wants to face... I don't think anyone really wants that. You know, between the Heat, the Bucks, and the Sixers, I don't think any of them want that number one seed for the f- mere fact that they could face the, the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Um, so I don't want to be surprised if they coasted here. I think Harden... Harden's good. He's just taking his little rest or whatever. Um... I think the Sixers are going to have, be at full strength. They got a nice win with with uh, Tyrese Maxey pretty much willing them over the uh, Miami Heat on Monday. Two, Sunday. Monday? No, that was on Monday. Damn, I'm going to lose my days. Anyway, um, I would not bet on the Lakers if anything was – like. just don't bet on the Lakers. If you're going to bet on the Lakers, bet on LeBron James points over because he is going for that scoring title. It would only be a second one in his career. He's 37 years old in year 17. That's ridiculous, and you know that LeBron is a narrative guy and always how, loves how people call him the Wash King, even though he makes up his own nicknames and makes up his own things just to hype himself up. But he's going to go for 30. So, yeah, I like LeBron James to go over whatever his point total is. Avoid the Lakers like the plague. Don't bet on them. It's a losing bet. All right. Uh, well said. Uh, last game on the board. This is kind of a throwaway one, too. Spurs minus 7.5 against the Blazers in Portland. Total oh, 233 wow. 233.5. Kid, should we just pass on this game? Any thoughts yeah, this on is the, this, is an, this is another yuck bet, man. I, I'd probably look for DeJounte Murray uh, player props in that one. I don't want to touch. I have no idea how to handicap Portland because they have so much attrition in their starting lineup and who's playing and who's not. Josh Hart missed the last game, but Justice Winslow comes back and goes off. I, I have no way how to, how to predict what's going to happen there. And on the Spurs side, at this point, it's a race to the San Antonio Spurs getting over their win total win total they're at 28 and a half i believe on the season um or they were at 28 and a half in the preseason they're sitting at right now 28 so 
congrats to Greg Popovich and anyone that was bold enough to take the Spurs over because they're one, they're half game away from that. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. So that does it for NBA Wednesday. Uh, look out for Dan's stuff. All of his bets. Go to Action Network. Go track all of his bets. I see him coming through all the all the time. Yeah. Uh, Hit me up on the Action Network app, man. Follow my bets. Get some winners <laughs> in the NBA. Not for much for college basketball, but I got you for NBA. Don't worry. We're going to give him some college we're, basketball we're, bets we're right there. now. We're getting there. All right. All right, so let's switch over. Sweet 16 bets. We'll run through this pretty quickly. Uh, I did a podcast this morning with Ed Fang at the Power Rank. We went Very through all dope. the games. Yeah, Very we dope. If you through. haven't watched that yet, make sure you do it. I didn't know Thank who Ed Fang that. was until I watched that, and I was like, oh, shit, this is dope. He, he's really <laughs> smart. Uh, data scientist, yeah. PhD from Stanford, literally wrote the book on uh, how to win your bracket pull March Madness. Right. I was sure what I had him on two weeks ago. Maybe we would have <laughs> made some money on that. But it was fun to talk to him and see what, what angles he was targeting uh, for these eight games. So Thursday, first game of the Bard, Arkansas plus nine and a half versus Gonzaga. Totals 155 and a half. The angle here has to be Gonzaga. Uh, Arkansas stinks. Gonzaga has all these great players. They've been tested twice against Georgia State. Then they went on a 20-0 run and blew them out. And then against Memphis. Memphis was not a nine seed. That team is really talented with a lot of NBA uh, future stars there and Gonzaga did what they did you know they were down 10 at halftime and they came back they win hit a lot of big threes I think they're going to shoot the lights out against Arkansas in this game so give me uh give me Gonzaga I bet it at minus nine uh open eight and a half nine and a half's getting up there but I'd probably take anything south of 10 here yeah I'd feel I'd feel okay about taking Gonzaga I mean I think what we saw from them in the first weekend was really resiliency they'll start slow then they kind of get their kind of get get into their flow of the game, and then they start pounding you in the interior. And you don't have an answer for even Timmy and 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 and, and Holmgren. I mean, I think this team is just really deep and solid. So I don't see any reason why they're not going to get to the elite eight here. And I don't know anybody on Arkansas really. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna trust I'm gonna trust you and enroll with Gonzaga on this one. Yeah, I just don't really like Musselman as a coach in the uh, in the tournament. They play a little tight. They've had a nice little coasting to this point, but Gonzaga is a whole different beast. So I'll take Gonzaga. Second game on the board, uh, Michigan versus Villanova. Really interesting game. This Michigan team has had a nice path. Uh, the win versus Tennessee was great. Colorado State was a joke. The Mountain West stinks as a conference. So you should always just <laughs> what were we them. doing there, man? Colorado yeah. State. We talked about this numerous times, but hey. I think it, was, it, it made it made sense if they showed up. It would have been it would have been work. But I think uh, you know Michigan's just been playing really well right now. Yeah, uh, look, Jawan Howard, really good tournament coach. We've seen that over the past two years. They've got some guys, but Villanova is a whole different matchup. And the tempo in this game is going to be very interesting. It should be really slow. It should be really half court heavy. Uh, Villanova should win in that scenario. I think Jay Wright's a better coach than Jawan Howard. Uh, not to say Howard's bad, but. Jay Wright's Jay Wright. There's a reason. Um, minus four and a half. Line started at five and a half. A little short money on Michigan here. I think it's going to be tight, but yeah, give me Nova to pull it out at the end. It uh, doesn't mean that I'm necessarily going to have a bet on this game, though. I think Michigan's a little overvalued in the market right now. Yeah, I don't in, – in terms of points, um, that's interesting. And no, not many people have really been talking about like in the brackets that I'm in, I'm in a, in a few of them and I didn't really see many people picking Villanova, but you're right. I mean, I think Jay Wright is, is the superior coach here year in, year out. This guy always gets the Villanova Wildcats deep into this, make a, a, a tournament run here. And uh, just reading up on, on Villanova, they run pick and roll 
at a rate top 15 and Michigan not really good at defending the pick and roll and they run it in the 97th percentile in terms of of ranking so and efficiency so um I think this might be uh this might be where the the, the, the tournament ends for Michigan here I think that uh they might just be outmatched but the points I'll probably I lean Villanova but you know I, I don't know that I'm gonna lay lay money down on it yet all right, next game on the board, Texas Tech minus one and a half versus Duke, total 137 and a half. This is where the big boys come swinging. Uh, all the Sharps have come in really early on Texas Tech. This line open minus uh, a half for Duke. It's moved two points. Not super shocking based on the fact that people think that Duke is just a bunch of freshmen running around and don't exactly have a plan. They're all 19 years old. Texas Tech is a really old, experienced team. They're all 22 years old. Their defense is elite. Um, here's the deal. I had talked to Ed Fang this morning. He thinks that Duke should be favored. I think the Duke should be favored. Their upside is way higher than Texas Tech's. So it's just a matter of, can they put it together in a one game scenario? I don't think that the coach K retirement tour ends in this game in the sweet 16. I think they get it done. I like that plus one and a half and, uh, I will bet the money line as well. I'm going to take the under in this game for how good Texas Tech's defense is. And, for much of that, you know, erratic offense that we'll getting that we're, we potentially could be getting from the freshmen of Duke, you know, they could be on or they could be missing a little bit. But if it's a tight game, um, I think it's going to come down to defense and making shots. So I'm going to lean the under here. All right, I like it. Uh, I actually really like that. I might end up uh, betting that at some point. Uh, next game on the board: Houston uh, against Arizona. Houston's plus one and a half. Totals one forty-five and a half. Ed really liked Houston. He thinks that Houston's going to win outright. Uh, I, I'm i interested to see what happens in this game. I think that this is a stay away from me. It is a really interesting stylistic matchup. Houston wants to play slow, half court. Arizona wants to go full Borg and Zaga style up and down the court. It leads Arizona to have a high turnover rate, which is concerning given how good Houston's defense is. However, if Arizona's able to move the ball effectively down the court and spread them out and get their quick passing game going, find the open guy, uh, Arizona can put up a lot of points really quickly. It's a really shallow line. I do not really trust this Arizona team. I don't think they're, you know, they're, they were ranked as the second best team in the tournament. I don't believe that. I am going to lean towards Houston here on the plus one and a half, but I don't feel good about it. But I think that this will be a wildly entertaining game. Yeah. I mean, Arizona definitely escaped, escaped one uh, last week. So, I don't know, maybe Lux on their side here. Houston plays really slow, whereas Arizona plays very high up tempo. In those situations, like, can you slow the game down enough to, that it matters? Um, I feel like Houston will impose their will at some point. Um, so maybe I, I might take the under on this one as well. But um, being that this game is essentially getting as close to, to a pick, it's like one and a half now. Um, yeah. I don't really have a lean either way. I just want to see a good game. So um, I'm going to go with Houston here. I'll, I'll ride with a. Uh, I'll ride with the doctor here, um, but I do like the under. Uh, all right. I like the under too. I think uh, 140, what I say, 145 and a half. Yeah. That seems like a high number for a Houston game. Uh, all right. St. Peter's. So these games are on Friday. St. Peter's plus 12 and a half against Purdue. Look, I love the story with St. Peter's. I love Doug. I love the fact that they got guys from New York and New Jersey who are not scared of anything. Uh, <laughs> I, this isn't new news though, but I get it. <laughs> they have have the Midwestern Yao Ming in Zach Ivy or Edie. And then they had Ivy, who's like the next John Morant. 
okay. I, St. Peter says I, it's going to be hilarious to watch these guys on the court. Uh, like the size difference is going to be it just, it's going to be something to watch. I, I can't wait to see St. Peter's head coach next to Zach Eady. Uh, it's going to be really funny to watch. Uh, 12 and a half. Sure. I'll buy it on Purdue. I think St. Peter's going to get blown out in this game, but I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, 15 seeds. I mean, I don't know if this is Florida Gulf Coast status yet. I don't think they have the athleticism of that team. Like that team was just like sickening. Whereas this is like just guys that are scrappy, not afraid to back down. But I think they're going to get outmatched here. I think this is where the this is where the tournament ends. Uh, Twelve and a half points is kind of intriguing for how well that they've been playing. But um, yeah, I don't know that I can bet them to win this game outright by any means. But I might I might sprinkle something on it. Um, I just like that. I think they're just playing really well right now. So uh, twelve and a half. I like double digit double digit points. I'm intrigued. All right. Uh, next game on the board, Providence, the luckiest team in the country, continues their role. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love Ed Cooley. I love Ed Cooley, but I'm going to keep betting against him. Kansas, the most frustrating one seed in the world. Always. They're, really good. They're a really good team. They take the worst two-point jump shots of all time. Just don't, just don't do the mid-range game. You could have scored every time at the basket against Creighton. You guys are just soft. Uh, you want to take these two point jumpers because they're open, whatever. There's a reason that they're open, buddy. Uh, that being said, of course, I'm all over Kansas in this game. I cannot bet Providence, I cannot do it. I'm not allowed to do it. I won't do it. You can't make me do it. I'm on Kansas, yeah. Seven and a half points. It's uh, that's a lot. I feel like, um, don't do it. Dan. I don't know. It's don't probably do stay it. away from me. I'm gonna call don't it a stay it. away because I can't trust Kansas, man, no matter how much I bet them or pick them to go far they always disappoint me at some point and uh but you're right providence is the definition of luck this year so i don't know does our luck run out we'll, we'll see but uh yeah i'm gonna stay away from it all right uh my favorite game of this sweet 16 north carolina ucla north carolina plus two and a half total 141 and a half this unc team up 25 their best player has scored 12 points in three minutes gets ejected for throwing an elbow uh just an electric game. I can't believe that they covered and won in overtime. I thought they were dead in the water. Unbelievable game. Meanwhile, UCLA, no one in the history of the world can win a rock fight versus Mick Cronin. If you're going to give them a half-court game, they will win the game. UNC has to go full up-tempo, try to score 100 points in this game. That is your path to victory. Even if it means you know, 50% of the time you lose by 20 because you just have 30 turnovers in the game. That's fine. If you try to play half court and slow against UCLA, you will lose. I trust Hubert Davis to do that. I'm on UNC. I think that they're going to run the doors off of UCLA with better athletes. And so give me North Carolina plus two and a half and plus 120 on the money line. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take UCLA, man. I believe in this squad. They made their run last year. They didn't play well in the first half. And then you saw what happens when the game slows down for them. Um, They make jump shots, a lot of mid range, but I think we saw, uh, Juzang kind of get hot in the second half there. He was kind of quiet, but I think that this team is pretty, has a lot of depth and we've seen UNC be super inconsistent. Like, yeah, they're on their run right now, but they could just as easy uh, revert back to the ACC uh, folding UNC team that, that, that didn't really do much towards the end of the season here. So um, I'm going to roll with UCLA here, but two and a half points. Yeah, I'm still comfortable. I'm still roll with UCLA. All right. Different size of my favorite game. That'll be a fun conversation come Friday. Last game on the board, the game that no one gives a shit about. 
I don't know why they put it on Friday night. This should be the first game Thursday. Just get it out of the way so we can watch some good basketball. Iowa State plus two and a half against Miami. Total 133 and a half. Doesn't matter. Neither of these teams, like, good. They got two nice wins. You're going to play Kansas in the next round. You're going to get your shit pushed in. Get out of the tournament. I don't want to deal with either of these games. I probably won't bet this until Friday night when I've had a lot of drinks in Scottsdale and then I bet my entire account on it. If I had to bet on it, I'd bet Iowa State just because I'm getting points here. I think they're evenly matched. I like their defense more than Miami's. I think Miami's overrated. Uh, They've just gotten some good matchups. Their offense is pretty good, but they've gotten a little lucky with the three ball here. So give me Iowa State uh, plus two and a half. Although, yeah, I don't feel good about that at all. 11 and 10, the definition of March Madness. I have no dog in this fight. I'll probably take Miami just because I got to wrap my ACC, but that's all I got. Iowa State, I I picked them in my bracket. Shockingly, they made it this far. It's like the only thing that I got right, but nice. You know, I, th- I think this is where it stops. So I, I mean, I who 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 the fuck knows? As you said, it's this is the this is Mister Irrelevant game. So yeah, I don't care who wins. Either way, you're going to be out next 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 round anyway. That is a great way to describe it. Is the Mister Irrelevant game? So maybe it does make sense that they put it last. So we can just <laughs> no one has to pay attention after UCLA North Carolina. Just go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, East Coast. I mean, it starts at 10 p.m. on the East Coast. Great. Yeah. You don't have to pay attention. <laughs> all right. Uh, that does it for all of our Wednesday NBA bets and all of our Sweet 16 bets. Uh, we'll be back next week. At some point, we should talk about all the insanity that's happening in the NFL. Deshaun Watson's on a new team. Devontae Adams is on a new team. Oh, man. We got a lot going on. Marcus Mariota is now starting quarterback, which means that this is now an Atlanta Falcons podcast, so get used to that. Uh <laughs> Anyways, it'll be fun. We're gonna we should talk at some point. Maybe we will schedule that over recap yeah. show. Uh, but yeah, until then, good luck with all your bets tomorrow on the NBA and Sweet Sixteen this weekend. And uh, yeah, go cash those checks, baby. See it. <laughs>